It's missing the point. It is the AFC-NFC prediction show, our annual show where we we do exactly what it says in the title. We predict the records of both the AFC and the NFC, and those are the two conferences that make up the NFL. We have uh, a little bit of a shakeup in the, in the uh, personnel this year. Myself, the usual host extraordinaire of this uh, wonderful um, variety show that we put on every year for our loyal fan base. I will be participating because we had to break up the Mike and Bobby Wonderkins that were 3-0. and um, Considering it's a season-long game, my point to the rest of the guys was it was going to take uh, half a fucking decade to catch up if, <laughs> if possible. So we're resetting. We had a really fun three years. Uh, you know, we've, we've been doing the podcast for three years. We've been doing this prediction show the entire time. Um, <clears throat> it's a lot of fun. Essentially, if you haven't listened to this show before, what we do is we split off into teams of two. The teams are going to be myself and uh, Mr. Mike Marcangelo. We're going to be the NFC team. And uh, Robert Kelly and Sean Buchanan are going to be the AFC team. We had to split up Mike and Bob because they were just too good at this. Um, so it's going to really come down to, am I the dead weight? Am I the person that's that's really going to fuck this up? Because the two the two stars of the show are, are now separated and have to play each other. It's a real like, Shaq and Kobe situation. Like Tom, yeah, Shaq and Kobe, Tom and Bill. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a. We'll we'll see who the real genius was um, of this whole thing. But this is my first year, um, so go easy on me. I usually just have to, you know, kind of r- rein you guys in, rein in you chuckle fucks. But now I have to actually pretend like I know something about football. So here we are. Um, <clears throat> we've we've shaken up the rules a little bit. So I'm just going to explain it from the top. If you've if you've listened to this show before, great. There's going to be some changes. If you have it, listen up because the rules, they're silly, they're fun, they're zany, and we're going to have a great time. Within one game is the newest rule. Last year, we had to call the records of our you know, respective conferences within two games to get one point. Now it's within one game because we're just trying to make it harder because we were just too fucking good at this, or you guys were at least. So now you get one, you have one point if you call uh, a record correctly within one game. So if you call 13... And how many games do we play in the NFL this year? Thirteen and five. If you if you call if you call, I'm, I'm still I'm seventeen. Stuck, stuck in the past. Thirteen and four. Thirteen and four. <laughs> Wait, we're adding games every fucking year. Um, if you call thirteen and four, and that team, you know, then goes fourteen and five. No, strike that. Reverse it. If that team then goes fourteen and three, you get a point because you're within one game, and vice versa. So that's pretty straightforward. Additionally, this year, if you call a division in the correct order, yeah, one, two, three, and four. So say you call the NFC North correctly, Bears, Lions, Vikings, Packers, you get an additional uh, two bonus points. So that will pile onto that. We're going to do a little thing called Call Your Lock this year, where we're going to name our one lock on the entire uh, conference that we're predicting. Uh, this is the prediction show. And if we get the lock right, we get an extra point. So two points for that team instead of one call a rival which is we get to pick uh, mike and i get to pick an afc team to call their record and vice versa and if we get it closer or exactly right um then we steal the points from the opposing team um and just to be clear on that if we say for instance we pick the patriots and we call the patriots record exactly correctly at the end of the season and you guys call the patriots record exactly correctly at the end of the season we get the point you guys don't Right. Because it's a full blown steal. So and the same works for you guys. So if we both get it right, the stealer wins. Right. Advantage goes to the man running to the base. 
So uh, additionally, we're also going to make uh, name our collective predictions for the M- MVP of the league, uh, rookie of the year, and defensive player of the year. And depressingly, we're also going to call out who we think in any on any team doesn't matter if it's your if you're the AFC team and you want to call an NFC team out for this or vice versa. How many times can I say vice versa on one show? Um, you get to call the first coach fired. So we're going to, you know, I mean, we, we don't want to be messing with people's livelihoods, but I don't think our, our calls are going to influence any sort of um, any sort of things there. Uh, call it in the air. We're going to each pick uh, either heads or tails to figure out who wins the coin toss on the first game, just to, just to get some points on the board, you know, just for a little fun to start the game off. And in the playoffs, we're going to play Final Jeopardy. We're going to take all our points that we got from the regular season. This isn't something we did last year. We're going to take all our points we got from the regular season and we're going to gamble them on games. We're going to bet against each other in, uh, in, the, in the respective playoff games when we get there. So this game's a lot of fun. Some arguments happen. You know, friends are made. Uh, but it really, it's all about what we learn along the way. So I think I'm going to get started. What I love to do is I love to go by the, the cardinal directions of the map. Um, I'm going to start off with the AFC team just to throw it to you guys and get you involved. And we're going to go north, south, east, west for both teams. So you guys will do your north AFC North predictions. We'll do our NFC North predictions. And we'll go so on down the line tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. So, gentlemen, Robert Kelly, Rayshon Buchanan, tell me about that AFC North. Yeah, Whenever you're ready. Just, you know, don't mind me. Anytime now. Sorry, Anytime now, gents. Anytime okay. now. I'll Anytime start. you want to go. Oh, no, I, I know. So, I, I, I said go ahead, Bobby, twice. I was like, all right. So we got the bank. So personally, we actually had some difference of opinions here on the AFC North. So personally, I have Bengals 13 and 4, Ravens. Oh, wait. Can I actually six. interrupt you for one second? I'm so sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Just a minor piece of housekeeping. You got this written down, or do you need me to yeah. write stuff down as we go? And you'll just send it to me afterwards so I can keep it in the records. Okay, great. Thank you. Uh, so we got Bengals thirteen and four, Steelers eleven and six. This is Rayshon's prediction: Steelers eleven and six, Ravens nine and eight, Browns eight and nine. I have Bengals thirteen and four, Ravens eleven and six, Browns nine and eight, Steelers eight and nine. So clearly, there's some difference of opinion here with the AFC North. This is the one we differed the most on. Um, I just want to make the argument here that I do not think the Steelers are in any position to go eleven and six this year. I've made that very clear on both shows that we've done um, so far about this season. Other than that, I mean, the Bengals 13-4, and Rayshon, I mean, I don't want to go out on a limb this early, but I think that's my lock of the AFC is that Bengals at 13-4. and um, I, I think that I haven't been so sure about a team um, dominating a division in quite some time. I think they're by far the best team in that division. The rest of it, I'm, I'm okay to mess around with i don't know about the steelers at 11 and 6 but the Bengals to me at 13 and 4 are my lock of the entire afc i hate to get that out of the way that fast but like i've never been so sure about it that team winning the division this early into the season yeah i, I mean listen I, honestly for me i, I think it's, it's the progression of where kenny Pickett is going like i feel like he figured it out uh towards the end of last year so um i think that's where you know he starts to take off and once again Pickens another year under the under the system, you know Jante Johnson. Um, you know they got that rookie out of actually out of UGA, uh, Donnell Washington, who I wanted, you know, here in New England. So, um, they they just to me, Mike Tomlin just finds a way. And once again, they scratched and clawed to nine and eight, and it wasn't that good last year. So I just think those guys another year under their belt. Um, eleven to six. Like I said we can 
we could split the difference and go ten to seven. I'm I'm, I'm cool with that. But but the yeah. difference, that's the D. And so big, are are you okay <laughs> with going Ravens ten and seven too? So we'll make them both ten and seven, and then the Browns, we can stick them at eight and nine. That's fine. Yeah. Wait, yep. hold on a second. Hold on a second. More housekeeping. You had? Do you? Are you guys gonna? Do you want me to write down what you land on? Because I know you have your separate predictions written down, but I, we're gonna need to lock in what you actually decide on. So do you want? Yeah, me to so write, that's yeah. Why I, yeah. So okay. yeah. So, yeah. so I'll, I'll say it one more time. So Bengals four. We don't have to decide if that's actually our lock. Our lock at. We can do that at the end. But I'm just I'm pitching that early. Bobby's making up the fucking rules now. He's it was final answer a second ago. But all right, this team's <laughs> a fucking shambles, Mike. We're gonna take these apart. Bobby hasn't been so sure of a team winning the division since the Cowboys last year. That's all I need to say. <laughs> and two years ago. All right, sorry. You got the Bengals at thirteen four. Uh, yep. Who else you got? You got decided. So Ravens are still is both a ten and seven. Yeah. Yep. And then um, the Browns are eight and nine. Got it. Thank you. Um, all right, Mike, do you want to talk about the uh, the NFC North? I mean, I got things. I got things. No, I, figure, I figure you should lead off the NFC North. Yeah. Okay. Um, no problem. We're not <laughs> super far away. Uh, you had the Lions at 9 and 8, the Vikings at 8 and 9, the Bears at 9 and 8, and the Packers at 7 and 10. I had the... Uh, where the fuck are mine? I had the Lions at 11 and 6. The Bears at 10 and 7. Now, I did change that after I saw yours because I was a little farther away. Um, and I didn't want to spend the entire show arguing with you. So I said, that's fine. That's fine. I don't want to jinx anything. So it's cool. Um, I had the Lions at 11 and 6, the Bears at 10 and 7, the Packers at 7 and 10, and the Vikings at 7 and 10. So we're a little far away. I think we should talk about the Vikings first. Um, I, I think that my opinion on this, if I could just try to sell you for a second, is sure. that if we all knew that Kirk Cousins wasn't the playoff guy and he wasn't going to be able to do anything substantial next season or in the postseason, I should say, they didn't know that and they were sort of like riding this regular season high. I think that the knowledge that they don't have a guy to throw the ball enough, well enough in under the spotlight in the postseason is going to create a malaise around that Minnesota organization. I think that they know that they are the also-rans of the entire NFL. I think that the fan base knows now. I think that they're not. their expectations are low despite their roster, despite having arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL, um, despite having you know a really, really solid defense and, and a really, really solid offense overall. I think they know that Kirk Cousins isn't their guy, and I think that's going to creep in. I think they're going to win a max seven games, especially because I think the rest of that division is going to be difficult for them to play against more so than it was sort of spread out uh, last year. They had two tough games against the Packers last year. Now I think they have four tough games against the Bears and the Lions. I think if we settle on the Vikings losing a little bit more in my direction, I think we, I think I would feel really good about that. And I would also be more willing to compromise going forward because I really want to say that the Vikings are only going to win seven games. So this is a future sell. This is, this is a future a... sell. I'm, I'm just putting my, I'm, 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 I'm letting you buy equity in my goodwill, future. the goodwill of, of future, of future persuasion. Uh, what do so, you think? like the, the hardest part for me about that is I just find it hard to believe that it's going to be such a drastic fall off from last year. Mm-hmm. I say that uh, knowing uh, that, you know, that they got rid of Dalvin Cook, who went to four straight Pro Bowls, and that solar power. You're also Kurt the guy that says has five, run, has running five, backs doesn't mean anything. 
has five primetime games this year. So I assume that he's going to go one and four or one five in this. So I'm willing and with me within one game. So I think that they're going to be eight, nine. So I can go seven and 10. Okay, great. I'm glad we settled there because I wanted to go um, five wins. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I moved it around a little bit. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I, I'm being a little hopeful about this division. I swear I'll get more pragmatic as we move on through the show. Um, the Bears, I, I want to give the Bears the 10 wins for obvious reasons, but I also think I can sell you on on their, their, them hitting double digits this year. There's yeah, actually one question yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, mm-hmm. before you get to the sales pitch. Do you think in your heart of hearts that 11 wins is possible? Yeah. Yeah. Stop. No, no, no. Take your Bears jersey off. Do you really I'm not think... wearing an Adidas t-shirt. Because I think 10 wins is possible, which is why I had them. I, had I do like that t-shirt. I was going to say that, actually. Thank you. Yeah, it's really good if I need to camouflage myself in a sports sporting goods store. Um, yeah. The, uh, the yeah, of course I think 11 wins is possible. Here's why. Here's my sales pitch. Justin Fields, end of, st- end of sales pitch. <laughs> I think that it's not really the end. I have more. Um, third year, make or break. Huge roster overhaul. We now have an offensive line. DJ Moore, woefully underserved from the quarterback position to the to to his to his abilities um in in his entire career has had an amazing preseason so far despite limited snaps protecting the starters we have Cole Komet uh one of the one of the best of the rest uh in the tight end pass catching um class once you get you know anybody that did a fantasy football draft over the last few days realizes that you either get Travis Kelsey maybe you can make an argument for Mark Andrews and then you have literally every other fucking tight end in the NFL so if, uh, you know, I'm not saying that Cole commits that, but he's a good pass catcher and he's, he's good yards after catch. I think we have an identity now. I think we have a defensive identity now. I think we, we put a lot of really great athletes on the, uh, on the defensive side. You and I had a conversation about a lot of the free agents we, we um, put, put on, the, on the roster, um, as well as a really solid draft. Um, and I think we have a really good backfield. Um, I think it's really pacey and explosive. And I think there's like a lot of high upside guys that we might see like actually doing stuff there. Um, I still think that uh, Fields is the most exciting player in the league, and I'm not going anywhere on that. And I think that if you and I, Thelma and Louise, this thing, if we hold hands off this cliff, Mike, you're going to have so much fun cheering for the Bears this year. <laughs> you're going to be cheering so for you, 11 so wins, buddy. It's going to be are great. You are you proposing 10, 10 and 7? I'll, I'm, I'm saying I'm giving you 10 and 7. I wanted 12 wins, but like here, I'll, I'll, I'll come down to 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can take 10 and 7. Okay, great. This is going so well. Yeah. Um, the Packers. I, I said 7 and 10 for the Packers. Uh, you said 7 and 10 for the Packers, so I'm happy to just land there if, if you are. Uh, oh, well, I'm changing it. I'm, I think it's going to be 8 and 9. Okay. Because, and the only reason why I want to change that is because I do think that uh, Jordan Love will will do better with the young wide receivers than Aaron Rodgers did last year. So he might trust them a little bit more, throw to them often. And I I, I don't think nine wins is out without a question, which is why I want to hedge and say eight and nine. But I don't think that I, I think they're gonna win more than seven games. Do you, I do. Don't you don't you think that they potentially are looking down the barrel at six L's in their own division though? And I think that they'll beat the Vikings twice. You think they'll beat I the think, Vikings twice? We should we should lower the Vikings record then. <laughs> they'll they'll probably split with the Lions. You and, think, it, dude? The and, Lions and are better I, than you think. Well, I guess we'll get to that when we get there. But um, eight man, and nine for the Packers, he's like he's a representative for them. So he knows. 
Yeah. I, right. I just think I just think you're underestimating slightly the impact of of a guy like Aaron Rodgers leaving an organization. I, and I think that the identity of the Packers of the past decade, if not more, probably 15 years. Is that how long he was there? I don't know. It was a fucking nightmare. I try not to remember. Well, they, they were they were what eight and nine last year, and he and he refused to throw to one of the rookies and was relying on the shell of. Randall they were Cobb. eight. They were eight and nine last year, and they had one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. So we're saying they're still going to be eight and nine. Think about it. Yes. All right. I'll give it to you. Yes. Whatever. I I, I I'm happy to ride with you on this. You have a great track record with Colin Packers. Uh, Packers records on this show. Like you just nail the Packers every year. Yeah, but he's gone now, so I, I don't need to worry about him. <laughs> All right, man. I'll give it to you. So we're saying eight and nine for the Packers, and then uh, we just have the Lions left. Now, you said nine and eight. I really genuinely can see them winning 11, 12 games. I, I really think they made a lot of adjustments on their on their uh, roster. I think they did exactly what they needed. They're the team I'm the most scared of in that division personally. And you have to remember, like, they were top of a ton of metrics last year. Like, they had really big holes that caused them to lose really close games. But they have a good team. Now, I don't believe in their quarterback, but I believe in literally every other, every skill position that they have. I think their wide receiver, Amon Ross St. Brown, might be my favorite wide receiver. Like, might be the wide receiver I like watching the most. Um, he reminds me of, I don't know, like, a, he reminds me of, like, a young Terrell Owens, to be honest with you. I think he's got, like, all those qualities. I think he's, like, really fucking underrated. And I got pipped to him in the fucking fantasy draft yesterday by, I think, one of you fucking cunts. So I think it's important. Do one of you guys have them or it was someone else? No, you guys are still cunts. So the uh, the important thing to remember here is they their record, I think, uh, flattered to deceive last year. I think that it was it was a little bit inflated in the loss column. And I think that if you I mean, I can I can see you being careful with an 11 and six record with them. But, you know, nine and eight, I think, is a little low. So if you want to meet in the middle, you know, I'll go 10 and seven. What do you think of that? Ten and seven, yeah, because I think seven. I, 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 I think twelve wins is out of out of the realm of possibility for me. So yeah, I, I, I mean I they, like, they I like also have a, they also have a, a decently tough schedule. Um, but I don't want to get bogged down in the strengths of schedule conversations in these in these uh, things, and we have to move on. So okay, we'll go. Let's see, we're gonna go ten and seven for the Detroit Lions. We're gonna go. What did we say for the Vikings? Eight nine. Eight and nine. So we'll keep that. Uh, what did it, see? I, this is fucking hard because I'm talking to you and I can't fucking write shit down at the same time. Sorry. We went eight. We went eight. Uh, sorry, we went seven and ten for the Vikings. We went eight and nine for the Packers. I think we went ten and seven for the Bears. Okay, that makes sense. Let me write that shit down. You're gonna have to give me a second. <laughs> Don't meet her. Just keep keep track that way. You can keep the hosting thing going. All right, if you want, if it's easy for you. AFC South? Yeah. You guys want to do the AFC South next? Do it. So uh, this is the only one that we fully agreed on um, because it was just like, to me, it's the most, you know, it's not even a toss-up. It's just we just know who's going to be leading that division. So uh, we had Jacksonville, 11-6. We have Tennessee, 9-8. The Colts, 5-12. And Texas, 3-14. And and so originally we thought, um, I, I thought we were walking one per division originally. And when we did that, the Texans were our walk at three and 14 in this one, just because it, it just, they absolutely, to me, it's them and the Bucks are the two worst teams in the NFL. And I think that's the most lockable thing that you can put on the books for this year. Um, 
the rest of this division, I mean, the only outliers for me, I think, is the Titans. I think they're they're a tough team to call. I think they could easily win eleven games this year, but I think it's just safer to put them at nine and eight. Um, Jags Jags are winning this division, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I mean, how you got national pundits putting Trevor Lawrence as a top five wide receiver quarterback duo, and they haven't even played. Um, you know, Kevin, you know, Kevin really switched off the the, the slots. Uh, you know, gambling. This is on to keep a fan duel, bro. Those fan duel parlays, bro. He's yeah, dropping the parlays. On. So, I mean, you got to get back into that this year, too. But we'll talk off air about that. It's wild, but yeah, yeah. Jack- Jacksonville should be the cream of the crop of this division. And I uh, say, so yeah, they should run away with it if everything goes right. So, you had Jaguars 11 and 6, Titans 9 and 8, Colts 7 and 10, Texans 3 and 14. No, Colts Colt, Colt, Colt 5 and 12. 12, and then Texans 3 and 14. Yeah. And once again, I'm, you know, I'm a Gator fan and love, love Anthony Richardson. I thought that he was very raw talent wise. He has an ability to be really good at some point, but obviously with you know they're losing Jonathan Taylor, you know Jim Mercer just doesn't know what he's doing as the owner. So he's very inept as an owner, in my opinion. Outside of having Payne Manning, and he even wasted that situation. So I feel like it's going to be like a you know uh, a, a remix of the Curtis Payton years, <laughs> uh, you know, which was crazy. So they're not going to be that good this year. So yeah, five five and twelve. Yeah, yeah might I mean, be, <laughs> five, we talked. We yeah. talked about Anthony Richardson at Florida last year. I mean, week one, who did they play? They, they beat I, I, someone. Utah, Utah. Utah, yeah, they beat Utah week one. He, he showed up that he's, game. He's, 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 he's got some talent, but I yeah. don't know what, what's going on down there. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Mike, what do you think about their uh, AFC South prediction? I mean, I think that this is one of uh, the easiest divisions to predict, right? Especially the, the, the one wild card in this could be if Anthony Richardson decides and actually balls. Like then he's gonna he's gonna fuck it all up for you. Uh, but I mean, first year quarterbacks, and I I don't know if I trust the Colts. I, I like Jacksonville. I think uh, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk. That's that is a, that's a really really good uh, wide receiving core. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but we've been saying the Texans are gonna be like one or two wins ever since Deshaun was getting his massages. So that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean the Texans. I feel like you only gave them three wins because you got to be within one, right? Like it's like. They could potentially win one game, so, but there's there's no fucking need to call that, right? Um, Jacksonville, I mean, you guys got a, a decent amount of faith in them. Do you, Ray? You really believe in Trevor Lawrence, huh? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I we know he does. We know yeah. he does. Yeah, one day mirror, like I, I was ready to get my 16 jersey with Lawrence on the back. Like I, I'm glad you, I'm glad you say that because I would be interested in trading you for your backup quarterback on your fantasy football team, so we could talk about that off air too. Just because I know now that you really believe in Trevor Lawrence, so I just think I think you should put your money where your mouth is. But the, uh, the I'm just saying. And also, you know, if you don't want me uh, bothering you about it every fucking week for the next 16 weeks, that's that's another reason. It's Justin Fields. Yes, Justin Fields is the backup quarterback for some fucking reasons. Just right out from under my nose, Ray. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter at all. I didn't have a whole no thing. reason for literally, for literally no <laughs> reason. Oh, no, no, it was awesome. It was, my, it was my favorite part of the fantasy draft, to be honest. It was like uh, the number one moment. Uh, so I'm still annoyed about it. Are right, you want to talk about this <laughs> NFC South? This uh, this this despicable yeah. NFC South uh, division there, there, Michael. What a dump. Wait, yeah. So so worst worst division, AFC South or NFC South? What do you guys think? I don't know. NFC South. It might be a tie. NFC, yeah. I think the floor is lower for the AFC South, but I think that the ceiling is yeah. a little bit higher for the and you know, I think the AFC South is worse. I think the AFC and the AFC is worse because I actually am a little higher on the Falcons than you, Mike. Um, I think we should start there. Um, yeah. So. I- 
I was actually going to start with the Falcons and say that I, I have them down at nine and eight. I think that they're they should be in ten and seven. Uh, I think you know Arthur's that doesn't get enough credit for getting the, the the most out of the talent that he actually has in the field. I mean, he made Marcus Mariota look like an actual NFL quarterback until he just left uh, in, in the middle of the season. I think that offensive line uh, is uh, much improved. I think Drake London is a really good wide receiver. Kyle Pitts. Very tight end, and they're going to have an offensive rookie of the year candidate in uh, in Bajan Robbins. They absolutely are. He's he's a so beast. He's a stud, man. So yeah, Um, I mean, my pitch would be ten and seven. I don't, I don't, because I think they could win eleven. I there is not one bone in my body that believes that they can win twelve games. You know what, man? In the words of the great Meatloaf, you took the words right out of my mouth. I uh, I'm with you. Let's go ten and seven for those fuckers. Um, I'm I'm high on them honestly for all those reasons. I really I believe in I believe in the modern NFL that coaching is becoming more and more important as the margins shrink. Um, at the top, we have so many good elite NFL players now. Like the college programs are getting better, the high school programs are getting better and better. Like every year as we go on, I think that the only way to really see a team um, stand out when you don't have I, I agree that they have Bijan Robinson, but when you don't have those, you know, marketable like superstar skill players, the only way to tell what what a team's going to look like is if they have a good coach. I think that you know you see ac- examples of this across the league. I think you see more intense examples on the other end. I think you can see really good teams get really hamstrung by shitty coaches with, that make shitty decisions. You know, we've talked extensively about how the Patriots should have been a lot worse over the last five years. You know what I mean? If they didn't have the maestro at the helm. So I agree with you. I think that uh, I think that that coaching staff is really impressive. I do. I agree with you that I think that because of Marcus Mariota's performances and and I was the <laughs> last guy in that in that fan club. So I didn't see that coming at all. Um, you know, I do. I think they're going to win a fucking Super Bowl. No. But I, do I think that they can beat up on the teams in their division? Yes. Um, that being said, moving on to the Saints, I, I I never love to I never like to count them out too badly. Um, I, I think that they're a pretty well-run organization. I think that they've been a pretty stalwart playoff team in the in the NFC. Obviously, Drew Brees had a lot to do with that, but they've been a stalwart uh, playoff team in the NFC for a long time. I think that, but I mean, again, with how your franchise is run, you know, the fact that they got Drew Brees uh, and the circumstances in which they got Drew Brees is it, it just goes to show that I think they they kind of know what they're doing down there in Nolens. I think that their um, fan base is great, and I think that they're a hard place to go play no matter what their team looks like. So I had them at uh, 9 and 8, and yep. it looks like you had them at where the fuck? 9 and 8. 9 and 8. So I think we can settle on 9 and 8. I could see them getting 10 wins in in a kind of a – like I, 8 and 9 actually feels, to be honest, as I'm talking, 8 and 9 feels like a little bit more of a of a safe bet. Because I can't, I, I'm doing that thing in my head where that you do, where it's like, well, could they get ten? And I just, I don't know if I see the Saints getting double digit wins this year. I, I do think you that, think that they, that they could get that, that they could get seven? Yeah, I think nine might be their ceiling. Is what I'm saying. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I mean, I, I just look at it this way. I, I think Derek Carr is a step up from James Winston and and and, uh, and Jason Hill. Uh, I I think that he's uh, that that they probably have the best defense in that division. That they, uh, they probably had the toughest place to play in that division, and if Michael Thomas does decide to play football this year, it will just be you know gravy, and so that's why I, I was a lot. I, was of that, I feel like eight. there's a lot of wild cards there. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I feel like with the, 
I feel like I could see them winning five games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, 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 I do think that they're a, a well-run organization. I don't love to count them out, but 10 wins for the Saints this year? Ah, I just, I just, it I doesn't compute. It's Dennis Allen, not Sean Payton, too, as the head coach. Right. Well, yeah, but I mean, they're 16 and 18 over the last two years. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're close. They're, they're hanging in there. And I do, like, yeah, I they're said, under, they're under, is... they're under 500, and you're saying they're going to be like three games over it. I just don't know. But no, I said nine and eight. Oh, right. We both agreed. I, I'm, I was th- but I was thinking that 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 ten win ceiling, that ten win ceiling. I just don't see it. I think we should cushion ourselves. I really think we should cushion ourselves. That that we get the nine, we get the eight, and we get the seven. But fine. All right, so eight, it's fine. So, it, this, so is, this is this is this is this is the this is the goodwill that we uh, that you racked up with me earlier with the Minnesota Vikings. So we can we can go with the uh, we can go with the New Orleans Saints at nine and eight. That's that makes sense. It's not. It's not crazy, right. you guys. It's not insane. They do have a bunch of shitty teams to play, like the Carolina Panthers. They're in a full fucking rebuild. In fact, I we I had them at seven and ten. And I think that should. I think that should be lower. I think that should be lower. I I think that I think we should put them. At, I think we should put them at five, five wins. No. I, I no. Who do they have? I think Bryce. I, I think Bryce Young is actually going to be a, a, a good quarterback. They got Adam Thielen as their as their number one, who was a pretty Adam good. Adam Thielen's like nine thousand years old in wide receiver years. <laughs> isn't he like? Isn't he twenty nine? Yeah, that's what I just said. He's like nine thousand <laughs> years old in wide receiver years. Do you know how many fucking targets he used to get in Minnesota, dude? I've seen that guy take hits that like he's twenty nine. He he's going to be in a nursing home next year. But also the like Frank, Frank Reich. That new head coach was able to get like 10 wins out of Jacoby Brissett, 10 wins out of Philip Rivers, 10 wins out of uh who the hell was their quarterback? In garbage time. Uh, in garbage time. Like the, the wins that the wins at the Panthers. But but, it, but in Indianapolis. I mean, so I think I mean I mean I mean garbage Ryan, time in the season. Matt I mean Ryan. garbage time in the season. You know, I mean it's like the 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 he was winning games that didn't matter. I think that like uh I don't know, man. I I feel like we're giving how about, how, how about six and eleven? Here's here's the reason the reason why I'm saying we should lower it is because I think we're forgetting now I'm not saying the Buccaneers are going to be a fucking world beating team but I think we're forgetting that the Buccaneers have, have a lot of good skill players still like they have a lot of decent fucking players on their team I know that Tom Brady's gone I know it's a mess I know that they mortgaged their future for a Super Bowl which I don't really have a huge problem with to be honest with you I think a, a ring's a ring but I don't see the Panthers finishing above them I, I just don't see it. It's just not crystallizing in my head. This is why this division is hard to talk about because it's not who's good and who's bad. It's who's bad and who's worse. And it's like, right. it's like, I just, like both of those teams are just fucking bad. You know, like I think both the Panthers and the Buccaneers have potential to be really, really bad. Like I think other, if you take out the Cardinals, I think both of those teams have the potential to be one of the two worst teams in the NFC. And it's really depends on what you're like, what the Buccaneers can put together with the players that they have, because I think that they could still exploit some positions, but the fucking Panthers don't have anybody. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I, I did name who they had and, and you disqualified them based yeah, off cause of those, their, cause uh, that's, their... those names, those names don't mean anything like that's they, like Adam, Miles Adam Sanders now, Miles Sanders. Yeah. You were, you were big on him last year. Right. I think, <laughs> uh, I think. I think Adam Thielen so, can be can be the third best wide receiver on a good team. He, uh, he would be a Patriots number one wide receiver, but wrong, wrong division. Yeah, so I don't, I don't I think that that changes 10. what I just said at all. <laughs> I had them at <laughs> I had them at seven and ten. You think that they're five and twelve? Can we just say six? We'll or settle one? on six, and but and in that sense, 
I think we can probably keep the Bucks at six then too. So it's we're we're within one on both. So if we say six and eleven for the Panthers and six and eleven for the Bucks, I know that that doesn't make sense mathematically for their divisions, but I think that within within the rules of the game, then you're kind of spreading out your. It's like you're putting your chips on different colors, right? So yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Um, I just want it on record that I think both those teams fucking suck. So I've gotten that <laughs> off my chest now. So we're good. Uh, they're yeah. like what? But they have Bryce Young. It's like come on, dude. <laughs> I, tr- I tried. Uh, I mean, yeah, I know, but you're hinging your argument on Bryce fucking Young. It's like, what's going to be it's a different? tough argument? It's a tough argument. What's going to be different? <laughs> like, what's going to happen? Did he did he swap brains and bodies with someone? It's, it's the same thing with um, you know, CJ Stroud down in Houston. Um, you know, it, it's about Three. to become the it's about to become the Caleb Williams, you know, sweepstakes. Yeah, like that's that's what's about to become. So, uh, if either of those guys don't produce, like. Caleb Williams will be the first guy off the board next year. So from USC, that, that it's that's true. That's- it's true. I think I think uh, the I think that you know I mean I said this when the Bears got the number one pick this year. I was like trade it, <laughs> like trade it immediately, and that's what happened. So and we turned it into a lot of good things. So I, I think that I mean I don't know. He just has flop written all over him to me, but we'll see. Um, what am I going to say? And I, you know, I, I, I don't mean to shit on the Panthers. I really appreciate that fucking sweet package that they gave the Bears. It was way more than that pick was worth, especially when they used it to draft Bryce Young. So, uh, <laughs> moving on, um, let's go East. You guys want to do your AFC East predictions? Yeah, Ray, you want to lead this one off, man? Yep. So, of course, we had the most discourse on this one. Obviously, I wonder why. So yeah, so Bills thirteen and four. Uh, Bobby had uh, Dolphins eleven and six. Jets nine and eight, and then the Patriots seven and ten. I so I I had New England at nine and eight on on mine. Um, and once again, I think nine and eight is is, is the ceiling, which is why I said that. Um, once again, just there is a million things that we have to go right for them to even touch double digits. So once again, but but not, um, you know, no one's crazy enough to say that at, at this time. Once again, we have to play the games. But for this game here, um, like I said, nine and eight seems to be their ceiling. Bobby said seven and ten. Um, to me, I want I want I want to split the difference in. Having eight and nine, which is working they had last year. Um, I think they have a little bit better talent this year uh, than did last year. So it's possible they can have a winning record. But you know, once again, there's so many things that have to break right for them to have a winning record. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if they went eight and nine uh, again. So you know, Bobby, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, eight and nine seems safe because, like you said, I mean, their their absolute ceiling is ten wins. There's no goddamn way. <laughs> in the world that this team wins 11 games. It's just not happening in this division, uh, especially with the addition of Aaron Rodgers in there. Like, that, you figure a, a, a successful division run for the Patriots is 3-3, three and three, right? If they go 3-3 three and three in the division, it is beyond a success for what you can expect for the team this, in the, this upcoming season. On top of that, their schedule is... is Probably one of the top five or six toughest schedules in the league. We've talked about that so many times on this show. Um, so I, I honestly do think seven and ten is way more realistic. But I'm definitely willing to go to eight and nine because I think it gives us that cushion, like you said. Um, so eight, eight and nine is fine with me. That's fine. So I'll say I'll say it one more time, Mike. So we didn't get that down. So thirteen and four, eleven and six. Uh, nine and eight, and then eight and nine. So, the Jets. No nine faith and eight. in that Patriots defense, huh, fellas? Yeah, the, they no, could be world no. beaters. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I mean, listen, the, the the defense definitely is going to be the the leader of the pack. That's for sure. It's just are they going to continue to score? That's the thing. The defense. So, is I think it's, so it's, I, the, you have an I, offensive I, I, coordinator I, now, though. 
You didn't have one of yeah, those. Yeah, no, for, for sure, for sure. But it's like the, the offensive coordinator fixes some things. But, you know, we talk, I know we, we talked about earlier in the show about scheme, which, you know, it's, it's more about getting, you know, guys schemed open and not necessarily running uh, running great routes like people had to before. Um, but you still have to execute. So you, you have all the plays in, in, in the book. Um, I, I equated basketball. You can yeah, a million, you know, million dollar moves with a 10 set jump shot. Like <laughs> you, you don't want to have, you know, great footwork or great plays being made, but guys can't get open. Guys don't know where to be on the field. So um, we have to make sure that that's actually a thing. And <laughs> who knows, even, you know, just the concept of blocking, you know, can, can you fucking block for, uh, you know, Mac Jones, whatever the fuck the quarterback's going to be so they only have one on the roster. Well, then you know um, who it's going to so, be. Yeah. <laughs> you've nailed, you've really narrowed it down. I guess my question about the pass is, are they, are they facing a personnel issue on offense or like an identity yes. issue on offense? Like I, I feel the, 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 like, because I, I, no. I feel like Belichick used to be able to take a, 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 an offensive team that had guys on it that look like this type of offense. Yeah, yeah. albeit with Tom Brady behind the behind the center, no, but facts. he would be able yeah. to take a team that looked like this type of offense, looked exactly like this type of offense personnel wise, and put points on the board. And I just feel like that that seems to have gone away. And I'm just wondering, is it a cultural yeah, issue or? No, it, it's it's not it's not a personnel thing. I, I know people say. I mean, obviously the the, the offensive line is something where you know the that, wide receivers that's the biggest area. Well, no, but I mean, listen, Juju Smith Schuster, Kendrick Bourne. But that's my point, though. And like, I feel like Juju, Juju's the kind of wide receiver I wouldn't normally associate with a Bill Belichick-led offense. And I feel like it's like, are they are they going for a different identity this year? Like, they might surprise us in that sense. I mean, maybe. I mean, they they've run a lot of RPOs in the in the preseason, so I think that's going to be a staple. Yeah, but then they cut the quarterback who ran those RPOs. So like, no, but I mean, but no, I mean, they they they're gonna. I mean, obviously, uh, I think you know when they Mac Jones ain't running an RPO, so I can tell you that. Well, I mean, I I don't expect him. (laughs) Break off, like, like that's 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 not happening. But I'm saying like they they they're gonna they're gonna run that because they they did run play action at all. Like that that wasn't a thing last year for whatever reason. They just did not run uh, play action. They did a lot the year before. So, that, but that's based off whatever Stevenson and and, and Zeke are gonna do and and the offense. So no, I I wouldn't say it's personal. I just think it's it's more so the identity right now. Like what exactly do you want to do? Um, they can no longer be the chameleon offense where they would change their game plans from week to week. They literally have to say, okay, at this point here, we're a run first team like they, like they did in 2020. They said, look, we're just going to run it down your throats. And they were a top five run, run offense. So um, they have more offense, more offensive talent this year than they did in 2020, obviously. So, I got to say, Zeke looks skinny too. You got skinny Zeke. It's not, not fat Zeke like, like, yeah. like the Cowboys I mean, had in the past I mean, yeah, so I mean, It's skinny Zeke. So that's, that's good. That's good we'll for you. We'll talk about that more throughout the year. But it's just like, I <laughs> Guys, guys just need to produce. So it's like we could talk about coaching out in the schedule. I think, but I think want. Belichick did, guys, did the classic. He did the classic Belichick thing, right? He was like, "Just give me some guys, and and I'll I'll paint with them." You know what I mean? Like, put me, give me some colors, I'll paint with them. Like, I I think year three obviously make a break for Mac Jones, right? Like, this is going to be the yeah. year that everyone fucking either buys all in or turns on him, right? And you know. Well, they've already turned on him, but sure. But I, I mean, I, I don't mean like reactionary Twitter Patriots fans. I, I think mean, this like, is it, like the world's going to see. This yeah. is for Bill too, right? I mean, no, no. he's got a lot of no, no. He's got a lot of credit built up. I don't he's, know if he's, he's there, but he's won a lot of Super Bowls. <laughs> he's got he's got okay. he's got nineteen more wins okay. under 
Bob Kraft will not be the guy that let the greatest quarterback of all time go and the greatest coach of all and time. And the greatest go. coach. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Touche. He's, he's got too much credit built up. And like I said, if you just let him see out the rest of his career on his own terms, you might get the day off work on the day on his on the anniversary of his death day. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I just feel like what I, what I would love to see. And like, you, you know, I watched it. I, a large amount of Patriots games, not every single one last season, but what I would love to see is just a little bit more like confidence in Mac Jones. Like I feel like they're trying 100%. to scheme, I feel like they're trying to scheme around him all the time and they're and they're trying to like paper over cracks or something. But like fuck it. Like run the Patriots offense and like let's see if he can do it. Like I, st- I still third, wish they third got down him and well. four. Third down and four. Empty backfield. You know? Like Mac Jones. Like let's see. You know, they, and I, they I just can't don't protect him. They can't so... protect him. And I wish they got him a guy. I wish they I think that there's oh, nothing that yeah. shows more confidence in your quarterback than going to get him a stud wide receiver. And oh, you know, yeah. and, pay, and paying good money to do it because you know it'll take your offense to the next level. And they just didn't do that. And yeah, I which think that's, they, they could have. They could have. Like they, they right could have. Hundred percent. He was they right there. So I just don't and, understand that move. Yeah. Oh yeah, they they, they choose they choose the things that they should do. They choose not to do. But what I will say, we can move on because I don't want to turn this into this. But we saw we saw his rookie year, like we we just like we like we because it was so bad last year, we completely forget about twenty twenty one. Like that never happened. Um. And it's like, you know, the man threw 22 touchdowns, 10 picks like that. That's that's not awful. Um, so it, it's, it's like, a super okay. solid rookie year. I mean, that's a yeah, really good He was yeah. a Pro Bowl quarterback, yeah. technically. Right, right, exactly. Uh, but even, but even he was. Year, Why are you laughing at me? He fucking was in the Pro yeah, Bowl. No, but no, because yeah, I, I just I, like get it. Look, look, like Jared it, it, Goff it was the participation thing. He got in it because, yeah, I, I get it. Fine, whatever. It's on his resume, whatever. But last year, we've seen it, you know, granted, it was, it was, it was spread out. The game that he got hurt, the Baltimore game, that was that was looking like his signature game. Yeah, you like posted that the other day. I saw that. And the game against Minnesota last year on Thanksgiving, he was he was ripping them to shreds. That was like this is what this is what it should look like. Now he's not going to get thirty two every week, but if you can get him around two fifty to two to two eighty every week for him, like you're, you're in business. So he's somewhere in between that, in my opinion, and just make enough plays where you give your team a chance. Because once again, if you keep the guys off the field. You give those guys uh, some rest, you you should have a shot. But like I said, it has to happen consistently, not just every five or six weeks. You know, I, I agree we should move on because it shouldn't be the Patriots show. I just want to say one more thing about the AFC East. I think you guys are in a good spot to call this division order correctly if you go because you're going Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Pats, right? And I think I think the one wild card for you here is I think I do have this theory about the Dolphins that I think that Tua might have slept with someone's wife in the organization <laughs> because they are not going to protect that man's brain from injury this year. Have you seen their offensive line in the preseason? It's, it's so bad. It's so it's, soft. It's yeah. like a paper mache offensive yeah. line. So you have the most high-profile concussion uh, situation in the entire league happen to you, right? Like the most high-profile talked-about magnifying glass concussion situation on your team. You make a egregious error by putting him in harm's way when you shouldn't have and getting him fucking hurt again, right? Uh, and then it's like, okay, we're, we're all done here. And then when you go back into the season, you just don't address it at all. In fact, you make your offensive line worse. And it's, I, I don't know what he did, in, uh, but I, I, I'm so, I don't even know if I want to watch Dolphins games. I, I'm so worried about that man's health. Like, I yeah. really am. I, I, okay. So, yeah, I agree with you on paper if all goes according to plan, like, if he's a normal quarterback that doesn't have like severe concussion issues and like his doctor's probably begging him to retire. I think that even with that offensive line, I think that the skill positions and the talent that they have and the coaching that they have, I think they could, they could definitely go 10, 11, 12. What's that? Yeah, can we, can we, can we actually, so 
I, I was actually going to say, so the gap between the Jets and the Dolphins, I think we should shrink that and honestly make that mirror each other. I think picks are locked in, bro. T- your, your picks are locked in, dude. It's too I, late. I don't think they're Mike already. Ty- Mike already typed it out. Yeah. It's right here in front of me. It's, it's typed out. He pressed enter. By the way, and Ray said, and I quote, uh, just so that you get it one more time, Mike. Yeah, too late, Bobby. Too late. I mean, locked honestly, what, what are we supposed to do? We can't change the rules for you. I mean, we're going to be halfway through the season. You're going to be like, can I change the Dolphins record? It's just, it doesn't work like that. We need to keep the integrity of the game going, man. I'm sorry. You know what? That's fine. <laughs> oh, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I really enjoyed doing that. Look at his face. NFC, <laughs> NFC East time. Oh, oh my. I, uh, He's wishing um, death upon um, me. Can we, can we use our steel already? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, go ahead and use do your, do your NFC. Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Uh, you have the Eagles are twelve and five. Twelve and five. I think that I have them at thirteen and four. I could see them only losing three games, but I think that you're like I think that I have the Eagles at thirteen and four because I think that's what their record's going to be. You have them at twelve and five because you're hedging, <laughs> and I think I think I won't. Well, go ahead. I have I have them at that because they get two new coordinators, six new uh, starters on offense, and the toughest schedule by winning percentage in the league. But I think they're That's... better than they were last year, and they went to the Super Bowl last year. I think they improved their team. What weren't they? What were they? Were they fifteen and two last year? You think they're better than fifteen and two? I no, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what their record's going to be. I'm with you on the record, and I know the changes, and I know the strength of schedule. I'm saying that like on paper, their roster looks better. Like their strength of schedule is very different. And there's also a huge target on their back for, you know, the fact that they're, they were essentially the best team last year, right? Like I know, I know that they lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, but they were essentially on paper in the regular season, the best team statistically across the board, the best team. And I just think their roster has, has improved. You know, I, I still have my doubts about Jalen Hurts as the guy. Um, I, I think he's super talented, but I, I think we saw some some things exploited last season. But I just I do think overall, I think they made some really good roster additions like Swift, for instance. Um, but like, I think that that's just like they're so fucking stacked, you know, in, in those areas. And I just think it's like it's going to be a little scary. But so you, th- so you think it's more likely that they win 14 games and, as opposed to 11? No, no. I, I what I was about to say was I think you're hedging and I think it's smart. I think 12 and five is a good no. hedge. I think I think I, I would be surprised if they only won 11 games. Um, but what I could see happening because of the new coaching staff, like because of the new stuff that's like that's come in and because of the big fucking target on their back, I could see them getting off to a rough start. Right. I could see them getting off to a rough start and then I could see them kind of <laughs> dialing it back in. They're already one to know. They're playing the Pats week one. They're already one to know. But that's the thing. I mean, that's it. If, if you guys say that because like that's your team and you're like invested in this stuff, like that's a banana skin game. Like nobody wants to play the Pats for week one. You have no fucking idea what they're going to do. You don't know how much tape that they've recorded on your defense, probably. And the, uh, you know, you just don't. Sorry. <laughs> it's not nice. It's not nice. It's nice. Not nice. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a coping. It's a coping mechanism. Every now and then we're going to lose every game. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it what... is. You're absolutely right. But the thing is, when you it's, look it's at ridiculous. it from when you look at it from the perspective of like all of us who have had to watch Bill Belichick, you know, coach football games for the last <laughs> our whole lives. The uh, the fact of the matter is you don't want to be playing the Pats week one. That's not your ideal week one game. It just isn't, especially coming off a Super Bowl loss. And the other thing I'll say to you, Mike, is. I could see them only winning 10 or 11 games because the Super Bowl hangover is a fucking real thing. The losing, we say it every year. We the, say it every the year. The losing team of the Super Bowl 
it 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 happens to everybody and except those really 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 elite teams that say fuck that and come back and do it again i think that i think that I, like in my head on paper i think that there's something to be said for those like new coordinators and and the the sort of the fresh additions on the roster to try to to cur- curb that and eliminate that a little bit and i think they are doing the right thing so i don't think it's going to be a full blown hangover but those first six games like they all look potentially like slip ups so I think I think it's a smart call, twelve and five. Unless we're going to go crazy and say they are going to have a full blown Super Bowl hangover and call it, you know, nine and eight. Um, no. I I think that's going to be a too long of an argument that we can have tonight. Um, but I'm down. Yeah, I'm not if doing you want to go fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm always down to roll the dice. But yeah, I think I'm, I think, I'm down to have a nine and eight Eagles argument. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, do do your steal. That'd be a great steal. <laughs> to 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 be like fuck it, let's try and steal the Eagles. Um, okay. So yeah, let's go twelve and five for the Eagles. Let's talk about Robert Kelly's Dallas Cowboys. That's a that's low, bro. Nine and eight is low. That's fucking low. They've got the best defense in the NFL, bro. Oh, they do. Oh. They sure do. They have the best. Bobby, for the record, I oh. I put this is our biggest, like most far away record. I I said twelve and five. Mike said nine and eight, and I honestly think he's oh. just doing it to be a fucking asshole to you. It's I really no. Yeah, that's <laughs> no. Me. All right. I think they have the best defense uh, in the NFL. They're better than they were last year. By far, they're better. Bobby, you said they had the best skill position in the league last year. How wrong were you? So, like, but look, you're never going to let that one down, buddy. Ever, ever, ever. Uh, The big thing for me is McCarthy is is the offensive play caller for the first time in six years. The last time he was a play caller for the Packers with the greatest quarterback, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Oh, I wouldn't go that day. fucking far. Jesus Christ. They, Pump the fucking brakes on that one. He got one Super Bowl ring. He can go fuck went, himself. One of the went seven, of all time. Get out of here. They went they went seven and nine. So I, I think he, I think he's a terrible play caller. I think I think that they they got better on the field, Bobby, but I think their coaching got worse on, on offense. And uh, I think that, uh, the owner, Jerry Jones, is already playing fucking mind games with Dak. By getting by bringing in trade, but uh, by bringing in Trey Lance, so fucking didn't he, stupid. Didn't he even consult with the coach or or with the quarterback, and the quarterback again has a bit a bit of the cousins. I I I think that it's more likely that this that they win ten games. I I just don't think that they could that they're going to win eleven. I don't. They have a they have the second hardest schedule in the league, uh, aside from the Eagles, and I think the Eagles are stacked. Yeah, listen. Here's the thing. Um, Mike McCarthy, I, I mean, all your points are salient and, uh, you know, well, well explained. And you are always eloquent, despite the bullshit coming out of your mouth. But you are always eloquent um, <laughs> and, and you know, well spoken. But uh, Mike McCarthy, like this is I love how you cherry pick stuff like Mike McCarthy. The last time he was a play caller with like the Packer, Packers went with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Sure. Just say the same, just just to enhance your argument, like you're so the, shameless. The same guy that he's been shitting his life on for the last five years. Here's the thing. Sure. The reason that that play calling thing happened in Green Bay is because Aaron Rodgers decided before that season he was going to throw a hissy fit and get Mike McCarthy thrown out of that organization. I think that that's a well-known fact, right? Secondly, it's not that, it's not that I think Mike McCarthy is like a great coach, but I think a new play caller was exactly what that team needed. And I think I'd like oh, to yes. believe, I'd like to believe that Mike McCarthy sees and hopefully can convince his guy what it's going to take to win games for this currently constituted Dallas Cowboys team, which is don't turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over on offense, right? Hold the ball on offense. Time of possession. This is this is how I would do it. And, you know, for what it's worth, Mike, if you're listening, um, not you, Mike, McCarthy. Um, 
time of possession. I think that defense is so good. I think it's one of the best defenses we've seen in the last decade. I think they're going to be an incredible, incredibly fun watch. I think that there's a weight of the jersey issue with the Dallas Cowboys where, you know, they have this sort of franchise look that we all revel in uh, sort of enjoying um, over the course of, of the season, especially since we have Bobby here to like actually like embody the pain. Um, and that does make me happy. Don't get me wrong. But the the fact of the matter is, if you to- if you ask me, what do Dallas Cowboys need to be have a successful regular season, which is what we're talking about here? The first thing I would have said to you is a new play caller was that would have been the first thing out of my mouth. I would have said a couple of roster improvements on the depth in the defensive uh, side of the ball, which they did, and get rid of Zeke. Those would have been the three things I said that you that you would have needed to make a decent run at a regular season record of what I call 12 and five. Right. Um, they did all three of those things. So for me, how many how many games did they win last year? 13, 11, 11, 11, right? 11. Right. So they didn't get worse. Right. Like they didn't get worse. And what you're saying is that Mike McCarthy, head coach in the NFL, is so inept at calling no, plays. No, what I'm saying is, is that the Eagles and the Giants got better. It's not what I don't saying. think that the Giants got better. I don't think that the Giants got better. <laughs> they got way better. Way better. I don't know. I think they're gonna fall off. Listen, I'll 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 make you a deal. I called the, the Cowboys at twelve and five. You called the Cowboys at nine and eight. All right. I'll, I, give, I'll, I'll give you ten and seven. I'll give you ten and seven on him. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Man, I'm so, sorry, Bob. I, I I really think he did this just to fuck with you. Can we steal Ray, Ray you want to steal that? Well, it's not really a steal. You just get to also make a record prediction for this for this division if you want. And if you're right, then you get the points. The whole division or just the Cowboys? No, you get to you know, just one team for the whole conference. So you get to pick one team on in our conference that you get to make a, a division selection for. You want you want to hold it and discuss at the end? Yeah, let's wait. All right, we'll hold we'll hold it. Um I think you're high on the Giants. Uh, they I won a think... playoff game last year. <laughs> and and they're in, they're in the division with the best team in the NFL. Like I, I don't just, know, man. Yeah, so are the Cowboys. You just trying to get, you just trying yeah, to but they're really good. They're really good. I don't think the Giants are good. Uh, the Giants won. The Giants won the playoff game last year. The Cowboys didn't. I would, what, the, what, I was would the record, say, what was the record going actually, into? Yeah, the fucking playoffs? They did. Didn't they get into the playoffs with a fucking with a losing record? No, they were. Not, I think they were nine and eight. All right. Yeah, they were nine and eight. Fuck it, nine and eight again. I, I mean, I, I'm not. I don't think that they're going to win. No, it. no the, the Giants. The Giants were ten and seven last year. All right. So I, I then I'm saying that the that the rest of the division got better. And they're now they're not an eight. I still think 10 and seven is possible. Gotcha. Okay. No. Cowboys week one, 49ers week three, Seahawks, Dolphins, Bills, Jets, Cowboys again. Ugh, I don't know, man. Philadelphia Eagles 16 and 18. Their last three games are tough. I dude. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I really feel like we gotta we I think I think they're gonna win eight games. Can we just give them eight? And then you have your nine. Oh, you have your nine wins. Because I don't I don't I don't think they're gonna win center. Okay, let's just do this really quick. And I'm sorry for for the other team. I have their schedule pulled up in front of me. I just want you to say win or loss as I go through it. Okay, and if we can get to if we can get to your ten wins, we'll we'll say ten wins. All right. I have nine. I I said nine. Fine, nine. I thought I thought so. Someone said ten just now. 
I said they went. I said they went ten last they, year. They went ten last year, but don't you think they got better this year, Mike? I thought you said they got better. All right, doesn't matter. Dallas, when? Sweet Jesus, this is already a farce. This whole yeah, fucking exercise is already a farce. No, no, the, the, the Cowboys historically do not start the season well. That's why Bobby goes fine. into a panic fine. in September. Fine. fine, Cardinals, when? Two and oh. 49ers. loss. Two and one. Seahawks. When? Well, where is it? Uh, in New York. When? Yeah, when? Dolphins. It's two. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll say loss. Three and two. Bills. Loss. Three and three. Commanders win. Four and three. Jets. Win. I mean, I, I thought he was the greatest quarterback of all time a second ago. All right, whatever. You, no, no, you said that. I didn't. I, I quoted you. You said one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. To quote you. I didn't say that. <laughs> you said it 55 minutes ago when I was talking about the Packers. No, nah, well, I was probably just trying to help my argument. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so fine. Five and four. Uh, or five and three? Five three. and three. Um, Raiders. Win. Six and three. Cowboys. In Loss. Dallas. Six and four. In Washington with the Commanders. All right, when? seven and four. New England at home. When? Eight and four. <laughs> bye week. Packers. Good Packers. Jesus. Loss. Wow. I'm, I don't understand football. I don't know what's happening right now. Nine and five. Uh, they, they beat Green Bay, though. They, they, that's, they, they don't lose to them. So. No, I don't think so either, but whatever. No, I don't, it don't matter who's been out It, it washes out because I think they win the first game. Um, Saints. In New Orleans. Loss. Nine and six. In Philadelphia with the Eagles. Loss. Nine and seven. And then the Eagles, and then the Rams and the Eagles again. I think I miscounted. All right, well, we got you your nine wins, whatever. All right, fine. Nine and eight. Nine and eight. Perfect. Now, I like the commanders. I like the commanders in the sense that they have uh, that they have Ron Rivera. I think he, I think he's a really, really, really good coach. You know, they um, play the Eagles week eighteen, and I think the Eagles might be resting their starters by that point. So that could be a win. You know, some teams have to be bad, though, right? There has to be some bad teams. I know that, that that's why I always laugh. I'll buy it. every every. It's not going to go according to plan. And someone's got to be bad. We got to suck. I had, I mean, we have the commanders at six and 11, but are willing to go five and 12, DJ. Um, is that, is that the next team? Is that the last team? Yep. It's last team. You had six and 11. I had five and 12. Yeah. I, I want to go five and 12. Five and 12. Yeah. Yeah. I could see him winning four games, but I, I don't know if I could see him winning six, to be honest with you, but yeah, that's fine. They're definitely not winning seven. They're definitely not winning right. seven games. So, yep. That's fine. Five and 12. At least we're agreed there. I also think that we should lock in this division. For, for us. Well, it's just a team. It's one one team's record locked. We should lock in Philly. Okay. We can lock in. Oh, no. That just happens automatically, the order part, right? Yeah. Yeah, your order is your order. I don't yeah, know okay. if I I don't know if I want to lock in Philly, man. We had that whole Super Bowl conversation hangover. <laughs> Super, Bowl, Super Bowl hangover conversation. Well, okay, well, I don't... We weren't really sure on the... On the I'm not sure one. of any of this, okay? This is my first the NFC, time. The NFC... <laughs> Then that's also not true. You were on Bobby and my team the first year. I remember you said I'm dropping my secret about house stick. Right on Bobby. Oh my god. To the Lions. That's true. I don't remember this. I can't remember what I have for breakfast, but that's fine. Um, 
I, I'm not I'm not good at this. Okay. All right. I think I think we should hold off on the lock. Let's talk about our locks at the end, but uh we'll we'll put a pin in the in the Eagles if that's cool with you. Perfect. Um okay. Uh Jesus Christ. Um the <laughs> uh who's up next? The AFC West. Are we on the West already? All right, yeah, nice. that's, your, that's your last division. Yeah. Right? Well, ahead, okay. All right. Um so this one we we were pretty on point here, except for one we were a little off on. Um, but so I'll just start with mine. So I have Broncos six and eleven. What? I want DK to guess which one that we were off one. Yeah. Uh Broncos six and eleven, Raiders six and eleven, Chargers ten and seven, Chiefs fifteen and two. Um I, I just think this division, you know, uh, last year I got cute with this division. Is the Broncos? Does Ray, th- does, the Ray, does Ray think the Broncos are going to win a lot more games? Yes, he does. Because he's still um, really high on Russell Wilson for some reason. He loves Russell nah, Wilson. I got it, right? Did I get it? I got to go down with the ship, man. Like, yeah, uh, no, of course. Oh, my God. I wouldn't yeah, I gotta go. anything else. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's, let's, let's ride. ride. Broncos let's country. Ride. Let's, let's ride. Yeah. It'll never die. I got never win eight games, though. Like, eight and nine. But yeah, I mean, so I, I I do want to talk about the division too because I think this 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 Ray I think this and the Bengals is our two locks because uh the the Bengals and the Chiefs are the two best teams in the AFC and I don't think there's anyone really close to them. The Bills are there, but Burrow and Mahomes are so much more superior to Allen at this point, and I think they've both proven that. Um, we, we talked about that. At length in the power ranking show, we think those two are just above Allen when it comes to everything they've proven so far. Um, but the rest of the division, I just think, you know, everyone likes to get cute every year and like not pick the Chiefs to be the best team and like think that someone's going <laughs> to come on and seat them. Bro, it just feels <laughs> you like have that's, a fucking that... sign above your head with an arrow pointing to you. <laughs> everyone. It was just you. Um, not this year. Not this year. I've, 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 I've learned my lesson personally and the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL until someone shows me differently. Uh, it's, it, it's, yeah, Chiefs the best team. You, cool. But Ray, I want you to make your Broncos argument here because hey, I just don't oh, see it, man. I, I know Peyton. Hey, I, I would say like, Russ on, is so washed, man. He's so no, he, 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 Listen, I, listen, I, like me and DK got into one of our biggest arguments over that, like, and so, like, for the first one was like over like Giannis, like I think, I've, oh no, no, it was Katie a few years ago. That, that was a great one. But uh, yeah, I, I was, I was on, I was on the hype train big time. But I just, I just think who was it? Who, who was it? Coach last year, the Daniel Hackett, whatever his name was. Daniel Hackett. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm just like, yo, Sean Payne, you got something to prove. You, you came in talking crazy about the, the previous regime, so you better come in there and coach your ass off. So I'm, I'm thinking just for that alone. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Where was the lie? No, no. He, he, Where he was the lie? He didn't lie. But I'm he saying, didn't but he, say a fucking word of anything that was not true about that previous sure, year. Sure, but I'm, I'm, when you come in talking that crazy, you you better come in, you know, with you know doing doing a hell of a job. So he um, comes in dropping dong anyway. So you know, he's also. I mean, here's here's the Sean Payton tried and true method. He's going to come in. He's going to make sure that those defensive players are fired up to get their bonuses to hurt the other opposition. Yep. Players, so is Greg Williams the secret advisor? It's like here's here's the plan, guys. We're going to target offensive players, but do me a favor, don't talk about it on tape this time. (laughs) Yeah, let's not talk about it. Yeah, right. Um, that that's why I got the eight wins because I'm like they're going to come in. John Payne's a fucking savage, dude. He's a fucking savage. I could see it. I honestly could see it. Yeah, I mean, I'm here for it. So yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you seven. 
I'll get. I'll give you seven. I'll give you seven. Seven, seven and ten. I, I, I can go with. I can go with seven and ten. I don't think I can go higher than that because I don't see them being above five hundred. I don't see it, man. I'm, yeah, this, 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 listen, this is all about my personal agenda at this moment. But yeah, fine. We, we can go with, with, with 7 to 10. I'm fine with that. But yeah. I, I'd, I'd be totally happy to lose this one because I'm like, <laughs> my personal agenda. But like, yeah. The, the only other one is Chargers. Could could you could you see them going to 11 or 12? Could you see 12 as the ceiling? I I, I think I can. No, I, I, think, I think they lose both. I, I, think, I think they lose twice to, to Kansas City. Yeah, okay. So we'll keep them at 10 and 7 just to keep it safe. Yeah, Keep that away. Okay. Uh, Raiders. Um, Raiders. Brandon six Staley's and still their coach, right? The Chargers. Yeah, yeah they're fucked. <laughs> well, well, exactly. So it's funny. You, you said, I, I think everyone who was listening probably had this thought. You said earlier the teams with talent whose coaches make the bad decisions that bring That's who I was thinking of. That's every literally sing, who I was thinking about. Person, <laughs> yeah, every single person who's ever listened to this podcast will think of Brandon Staley. But you, you, know, you know what's crazy, though? He, he, he's not even their biggest hurdle. And, that, and, that, and that's wild to say. But it's, who is? It, it is the December football and injuries. That that's their yeah. biggest hurdle. They they there is no one that plays better from September to November than the Chargers. I don't care who's been there. Flutie, Rivers, whoever. They they play really well from September to, to, to November. December comes and they forget what the hell's going on. That's that's coaching. Yeah. That's coaching. Yeah. I, like I, I, I'm, I'm still a, I'm still a full on believer in Herbert. I think he's still has the potential. Wait, he's, he's a beast. Oh, yeah. I yeah, think Bob, he still has the potential to be a top five to be a top five quarterback in this league. I really do. Uh, but he got the back down too. So yeah, and mm-hmm. I think he's got the brains. I think he's got the arm. I, I just think he needs the fucking coach, to be honest with you. So fair enough. Yeah. The one thing I'll also say about your Broncos prediction, guys, is like all that being said, with the Peyton, the Sean Payton stuff, there's two mm-hmm. contradicting ideas. One is it wasn't that Russell looked like wash necessarily he just looked like he didn't give a fuck like he just looked like he didn't care like to be there and i think that that could be solved by sean payton like i think he could come in and be like yo you remember, you see what i fucking did with drew Brees for like this amount of years that was all me drew sucked i made him great <laughs> like whatever the fucking pitch is you know what i mean like i don't know but also i've seen bad broncos teams have winning home records it's hard to go to my high it just is so yeah, I, you know i would I, I don't think it's bad to to be a little higher on those. I'm not trying to influence your picks, but I I don't I don't think it's a terrible call. Listen, you you don't have to you don't have to influence me, baby. Yeah, I know. I I, I I don't think the thing is they can't they can only get better, right? Because they were laughably yeah. bad last year. They were laughably bad. Yeah, listen, only I, get my, better. My, my week four, I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but they they yeah, I, can I, only get better. Need, it's just I didn't know, right. and like none of us knew that Russell Wilson was a weird guy. <laughs> That's just like what sort of came out during that whole transition. So. I don't know if he can win over his teammates if Sean Payton can get them playing. Dangerous. So do you Dangerous do you guys sandwich. think that that the Raiders are going to be six and eleven just because of the division that they play in, or do you think that they're they get worse? Talk like, about a team that's going to be good for the first three months. Fucking Jimmy G, baby, before he goes down, he's going to be lighting. Yeah, up. well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Injuries are going to take over for them, but yeah, it's, it's a division. Like someone someone has to get the brunt of uh, correct. Someone has to be bad. Yeah, someone someone has, someone has to be the be the four teams. So I I just think it's going to be them. So. Fair enough. Very succinct. Um, they're not gonna, not gonna be healthy enough. Once again, I love Josh Jacobs. I love Devontae Adams. I just to me, I yeah, I, I don't I don't see it. They, they, Michael, Michael, and I I'm are gonna use our steel. They, they have so a bad defense know. too. It's a tough division to have a bad defense. Tough. Well, 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 well before defense. before you let them know about that, TK. So just to be clear, well, I, your I final, what you said. Well, that, that 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 was on purpose. Uh, so your your final order is the Chiefs at fifteen to the Chargers at ten and seven. The Broncos at seven and ten, and the Raiders at six and eleven. That's correct. Yes. Yes. Correct. 
Great. So DK and I are going to, uh, to elect to use our steal. And we're going to say that uh, the Kansas City Chiefs will finish at 13 and 4. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Now, just so that, just so we're clear on the steal rules, if they, if you guys are calling them 15 and we're calling them 13 wins, if they get 14 wins, we win. We win. Yes. Yeah. You said at the beginning. Yep. Yeah. But I just want to reiterate it. So when you guys are considering who you're going to steal, like that factors in because, like, yeah, we already, we actually already have ours. So we're ready to use ours if you want. Yeah. Fuck it. Hit me. Yeah. So we're going to use the Vikings. Um, and we're going to say they're going to be, what do you think, right? 10 and seven. Yep. Ten, yep. Let's go. 10 and seven. That. Sound good. Okay. Um, I just don't see the drop off being as catastrophic as you guys do. If you're taking out, uh, I, I know the lions and bears got better, but you guys already said it. You're taking out one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL and putting them in a completely separate conference. And this is a team that won 13 games last year. Uh, I think dropping all the way to seven, is is a catastrophic drop off? I just don't see it. I mean, it's, the, it's um, so, literally so we're gonna go the, Vikings. It's, it's literally the catastrophic drop off that happens to every inflated regular season team. But all right, <laughs> like may the best man win. All right, the NFC West. I mean, it's San Francisco's division. Yeah, I think we're pretty close here, Mike. Right. So I had I had San Fran at uh, twelve and five. Yeah. I had Seattle at ten and seven. Yeah. The Rams at seven and ten. Yeah. And then the Cardinals at two and fifteen. Okay. Right off the bat, I'm gonna give you the Cardinals at two and fifteen. I had them at three and fourteen, but they're fucking terrible. And I mean they want to be terrible too. Winning That's winning one part. winning they one want game to be bad. Yeah, winning one game isn't entirely out of the realm of possibility, to be totally honest with you. It looks like Kyler's just gonna be on ice for at least six weeks, right? Because they didn't um right. up, so that means he has to be out for like the first six, right? And like that's not that he's the second, not that he's the second coming of Christ or anything, but they also uh, just released Colt McCoy. And the reason they did that is because he's three and three in his last six starts. They don't want to win games. They are in full on tank mode. Yeah. Full I mean, on. They sh- as they should be. They were kind of fun to watch uh, the DeAndre Kyler uh, connection for a second there. I don't think that they were ever, I, nobody thought that they were ever going to like do anything. They were uh, like, remember that one? They were like ten and one at one point, or like ten and zero going into Green no. Bay. I think two years ago, and then it's just never. I think we all knew that was a little inflated too. But I think I I am a little higher on Kyler than the majority. I think of the NFL fan base. I know that people knock his height. I know that they. It's frustrating. I'm sure if you're a Cardinals fan to watch him like throw across his body outside the pocket a bunch. Um, Donovan McNabb did that and used to complete passes. So <laughs> I, I I was there. But the, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that they're doing the right thing for the organization right now. Keep Kyler on ice, lose, go go get some players, go get some picks, you know, figure it out, start over. Because, like, once you lose DeAndre, it's, it, you know, that's what you got to do. Um, so let's just chalk it up to that, right? I'll, I had 3 and 14, you had 2 and 15. Let's just go with you. 2 and 15, I could see it. Um, the Rams, we both said 7 and 10, I believe, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think makes sense. I think that they had, the, like we talked about, the Super Bowl hangover, um, the the ba- ba- Baker Mayfield thing, you know, like all this whole mess <laughs> of like things that have happened. Allen Robertson didn't work out there. He was pretty much washed by the time he showed up there and he was supposed to be like their kind of big wide receiver. I don't think that they're that good. I think that there's still some guys from that Super Bowl team that are like decent personnel. And I think that I could see them win an eight if uh, on a really, really high year. I would, if you wanted to go down to six and 11, I, I could, I could definitely justify it. But 
I'm okay to just say seven and ten if you are. Yeah, I, I just you factor in the fact that Aaron Donald, Stafford, and Cooper Cup missed a combined like 22 games last year. As long as they don't do that again this year, they're going to be better. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean the, it's the, tough though, right? Because Cooper Cup literally gets the ball thrown in his direction on every single fucking play, and it's like that's not a great way to keep your wide receiver healthy. <laughs> you know, like. Right. He's the only thing they have. So, and he's really good. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't want to draft him in that. He was like on the board in our fantasy board for and like top six. And I didn't want him for that reason because it's just like I don't see him lasting the whole season. But yeah, okay, that's fine. Seven wins. All right. So, Um, Seahawks. I'm a little little higher on the Seahawks. I I think that they've kind of, I think they've got kind of gotten their act together. Um, They still have DK Metcalf. I, I, maybe I'm higher on Gino than you are. Is that, is that where we're at? I know that they're not going to have, like, a deep game. Like, I know that they don't really match up on paper. I know that, like, Geno Smith and fucking DK Metcalf aren't, like, the ma- aren't like a match made in heaven stylistically, but they still have a lot of talented players. I think that they still have a—I I think they have a top-three coach. I think they have a top-three worst places to go and play. Uh, you know, I, I, I think they could win 11 games, potentially. I, I think they could—yeah, okay, 10. Yeah, no, 10 makes sense. So I, I don't think they're going to win 12. No, I think you're right. They're definitely not going to win 13. So calling them 12 would be too much. Let's say 10 and 7. That means they could win 9 or they could win 11. I'll take it. Um, And then lastly, but certainly not leastly, I'm a little lower on the 49ers just because of their reaction to that playoff loss. And and I know it's not the hugest thing in the world, but like they were such fucking babies about how they fucking got knocked out. They were like, we're on a fucking... It's like... I don't think they're going to pull off the same sort of miracles that they pulled off personnel-wise last year, where it's like you, you have like five injuries at one position and like everyone's still good. Um, that was insane. Uh, I, don't, I don't see that happening again. Um, what do you think about them moving on from Trey Lance? Like 100%, he was the third overall pick. Like, is, yeah, to, I, just, I, just I think make that, that call. That, that, that was the worst trade-up that they, like, they ever did, and that was probably the, the, I, the biggest if loss. If it were me, I w- I, but if it were me, I'd want to keep him there. Just, just in case, you know, there, there were. It wasn't like a one-off, like crazy season. You really got a lot of faith in Purdy to make that move, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, That's my point. Yeah. Well, but also, like nobody hates quarterbacks more than, uh, than or Kyle Shanahan. Well, he, he just loves running backs. I, I don't know if he hates loves quarterbacks. Them. He loves running backs, and he makes he makes five good running backs appear out of fucking nowhere every season. So, I, I mean, he's and I and I think he's a top coach. I really do. I think he's one of the best coaches. Yeah, for sure. Know. But uh, and, and underrated, and, criminally underrated coach, if you ask me. But and they they added Javon Hargrave to that defense that was number one in the league last year. Like they're they're, they're going to be. I, I think that they're, obviously they're going to be top here's, five defense. Here's my worry about their defense. Here's my worry about their defense because I I drafted defense. I was the first person to draft defense in my fantasy league, and I took the Cowboys instead of the 49ers. Here's why: consistency over a league season comes down to being good in every defensive position. I think that there's two types of defenses you can have. I think you can have a defense where you have a bunch of decent guys, and then you have like three or four game changers. And then you have a defense where you have one game changer, maybe two, and then you have a bunch of really good guys. And I think the Cowboys are the latter, and the the uh, 49ers are the former. I think that they have like more studs like across, the, across their defensive field. But I think that that means any injury, any Bosa coming up on a ticker, with with a with the word weeks next to it is a fucking disaster for the 49ers like a real disaster for them defensively i think that they have i i don't think that that'll happen you know i i think that those guys are historically like very durable and like they i think they have like a good durable defense but that's just my worry with them so let me just ask you what's more likely that they win 13 games or they win 10 i think 
I, it's a fair question, and I think just because of their division, I think I'll, I'll go with it's more likely that they win 13 games than they win 10. So fine, let's go with let's go with uh, 12 and 12 five. And yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, makes sense, gentlemen. Uh, good picking. We have some uh, housekeeping to do at the end here because we're going to call our. Oh, uh, your steal. Did you steal? Yes. Yeah. yeah, the Vikings. yeah. Vikings. Vikings. Took the Vikings at ten to seven. And yeah. let's talk about our locks. So that means if it's nine or eleven, we get it. Correct. Correct. But we're way lower on the Vikings, so you don't even have to worry about our record with them, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, okay, tell us your lock, guys. So, Ray, I'm, I'm going to pitch two to you. So I'm between the Chiefs and the Bengals. Uh, Chiefs at, at 15, I know it's very, very, very high. Um, but, again, I, I think that they are by far and away the best team in the league this year. I know they have the target on their back, but they've already proven to us that they can take that. Um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility because we saw the Eagles do it last year to get to that 15 point. And again, they only have to get the 14 in that division that they're in where they're by far away the best team. The other one I'll pitch to you is the Bengals. Um, again, by far and away the best team in their division. And I think this is the Joe Burrow season. Yeah. We'll get to that more in a little bit. Uh, but I think this is the year O'Burrow. So those are my two pitches to you. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked a little bit about it earlier too. I'm I'm leading towards Burrow. I mean, the only reason why now we said 15 and two because of how crazy Kansas City can can get offensively and they'll probably blow on most teams, but they they may be resting people by you know week 16, so um they may not get to that. So I'd lean towards Cincinnati in this case. And you like the Bengals? Lock it so, in, Bengals. Right. <laughs> cruel summer. Locking in the Bengals. Um, who, who would have seen the day that we're locking in the Bengals at 13 goddamn wins? Right. <laughs> I, I love it. According to Taylor Swift at that. Um, I think right. that we initially had talked about locking in the Eagles, Mike, but <laughs> funny enough, I had a pitch to you uh, that I was just about to make where I was looking at all you, you very graciously, and thank you for doing all the writing down of this stuff, um, sent me all these records that we've locked in, and I just couldn't get my eyes off that Cardinals record. That's that is gonna be the fucking lock, isn't it? It has yeah. to be because they're, they're telling those... us, they're telling yeah. us that that's a lock, you know. So, uh, and then Mike uh, messaged me on the side. He was like, "Lock Cardinals," and I just had the thought. So the serendipity of it is so fucking beautiful that I think we have to. The Cardinals will be locked for the AFC team, and I think we should just Love get it. the points now. To be honest with you, but we'll wait. Agreed. Cool. <laughs> um. Okay, we have a few other things to do, guys. Uh, this was this was a lot of fun. Um, your orders are locked. Your records are locked. Your locks are locked. Call out a rival. Uh, we've taken the Kansas City Chiefs from you. Hold on, time out. Did, did we lock uh, the, the division yet? What do you mean? Like no, uh, that just happens order? if it happens. Oh, that just ha- oh, yeah, that just sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like the order is the order, right? Because their their yeah, records yeah. are going to dictate the order. Um. Sure. We called the Kansas City Chiefs as our rival lock. You guys called the Minnesota Vikings as your rival lock. Uh, who is going to be your NFL MVP, gentlemen? All right, Ray. So, do we go chalk or do we pit? Do we go with what my second pitch was, man? You, you, you decide on this. So, I, I said the Ray earlier. Obviously, the chalk pick here is Mahomes. You know, it's it's the obvious pick that everyone's thinking that we should make. Everyone's thinking that we're probably gonna make. But I pitched Joe Burrow, man. Um, I, I think this is the year of Burrow. Like I, I just said, I think this is Joe's year to show that he is on the same level of Mahomes. And if it's going to happen, it's going to be this year. After everything that happened last year where, 
you know, he said that this is, uh, you know, Joe Burrow's house. He went into Arrowhead. He said it was Burrowhead. And then, and then they lost. So I think he has a lot more to prove this year. Um, so if I have it my way, I would say Joe Burrow as your NFL MVP. It, it de- However, that depends on his health. So I don't know what his health is looking like going into the beginning of the season. Last I heard, he was going to play. Um, so if that's different, correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, but I think this is the era, Burrow. Yeah, this, he's this, he's healthy going into week one, correct, guys? This, this is this is uh this is he'll play part uh two point oh. Let's 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 rock with him. I'm going with it, Jeff. You know, Tiger King, baby. Let, let, let's get it. You're going I'm, with it, okay? You know, I'm, I'm 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 a big fan. I'm a big fan of, of his game. He's the only one that can dethrone fishing, in my opinion, in all of football, not just. Uh, and AFC, so yeah, you know the Mahomes picture just isn't fun. It's like okay, yo, let's no, I mean no, I'm, Mahomes but, again for MVP. Mahomes like, that's is the best player in the league. Once again, you yeah. see basketball. You don't, just for the record, you don't get any points for making a more fun prediction. Just putting it out there. Yeah, yeah right. No, I'm saying, but it's the same thing. Like in other sports, like we know, like Altonio should win every year. We know that you know LeBron. LeBron should win, right? But like you know, say it's it's like Jordan should win every year. So it's just like yeah, that's cool. <laughs> but there's, there's other deserve, deserving players that, you know, deserve that nod. So in this case here, it's not, it's not like we're picking, you know, fucking uh, Cousins to win, to win, you know, MVP. You know, we're, you know, we're picking Joe Burrow. Like, this, this guy is is a problem. Um, He's so, yeah. Okay. Nope, so, right, yeah. Joe Burrow, it is. We're in. MVP, baby. All right. So I know that we don't get points for getting uh, the most fun pick. But my, I picked for the NFL uh, MVP this year as a man that vowed to be the first uh, 4,000 yard passer in his team's history. And if he does that, he'll probably become the first NFL player to rush for 1,000 yards while throwing for 4,000. And that's Justin Fields. Yes, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> yes, I was full on going to make that pitch to you. I lock it in. Fucking lock it in. Absolutely lock it in. I, was ab- I had a whole <laughs> thing prepared. I had a whole thing prepared, and I didn't even have to talk you into it. I had a whole speech about his odds, about everything, about DJ Moore, and I don't even have to make the fucking speech. Lock that shit in. You don't get any more points for okay. making a phone call, but guess what? You get get him for making the correct call. I'm the best fucking player in the NFL. <laughs> fucking Justin Field. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Mike. Great call. Love that. Oh, I don't even know what to do with myself now. What happens next? What's the rest of the show? When you said also rushing, I was like, yes. Oh, oh my God. I am. Oh, my heart. Wow. DK is a boner. No, no, you'd be able to see it. So (laughs) the fact of the matter is you guys picked Joe Burrow. We picked Justin Fields. And it was probably going to be trashing with homes. No one's going to get that point. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, And yeah, we've called the MVP rookie. Of the uh-huh. year, we're gonna go first on this one since you guys got MVP. If you if you're okay with that, that's fine. Go ahead. Um, I would like the Atlanta Falcons running back. Uh, yeah, that's, that was my best. Okay, great. We're done. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> that's all I. That's who I was gonna pick. Uh, I don't, that's I why I wanted to go first. Same. Um, you know, you know, because because I I I know I know we're me about we talked about for defensive player of the year. Um, so I, I'm. I'm you know what? I, I got another one for you. He's he's replacing DeAndre Swift's and Jamal Williams in Detroit. That's Jameer oh, Gibbs. Oh, Jameer. Yep. We're going yeah, yeah. to Jameer Gibbs in Kevin's Detroit. Name, um, nice. nice. He he was he was one point oh two in everyone's dynasty football drafts. So 
I, I feel like it's the only other pick we can make at this point. Yep. Okay, great. Uh, Bichon is definitely the pick, though. That guy is a fucking beast. He's so fucking good. I can't wait to watch him. He's, um, he's unbelievable. All right. Uh, defensive player of the year. Your guys' turn. We went first on rookie of the year, so please feel oh, God, probably no probably take Micah Parsons, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah this yeah, guy right here. Cool. This guy right here. It Lock that shit in. Um, he, he, he's already said he's moving more to the edge this year, which means that sack number is going to go way up. Uh, I'm predicting maybe 19 to 20 sacks for Micah this year. Micah Parsons, DPOI. Also, Mike, Michael Strahan, Bruce Smith levels. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mike is going to be a beast this year. Just watch out. Quarterbacks need to beware. Um, it. It's a good, it's probably the, it's probably, the, I haven't looked at the odds, but I would imagine it probably is the, the lowest odds to bet on, on Parsons, Mike. But, um, Verbosa, I would say, right? Uh, no, I, I probably say my pick is probably the next odds. And Mike, you know, Feel free to talk me out of it, but Miles Garrett. Hmm. I was gonna. I, I was gonna say that or Sauce Gardner. I, I, I just think that this is gonna be a, a really big year for for him. I think he showed how just how electric he was last year. What year? We what can, year is he going into? What? How many years? Year two. Year two. Second year. Oh, that's tough, bro. Second year, sophomore slump. Did Mike? Did Micah Parsons have a sophomore slump? No, no. Not, it happens to everybody, but it is like a you know it is. <laughs> he's 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 the real deal though. I feel like T.J. Watt, Nick Bosa, like these are guys that I think are more likely uh, b- before Sauce Gardner. To be honest, I I feel like linebackers and edge rushers just have the edge on getting defensive player of the year because they have those. Impacts. I also yeah. know that you don't. You know, be, so my two actually no. <laughs> my two picks were Sauce Gardner and then uh, Brian Burns uh, from the Panthers, but you already like kind of. Mixed down the uh, on on the Panthers thing, no, but he I had, mean, he's an edge rusher, right? Like he's a he's he's pretty lethal. He had twelve and a half sacks last year. He's twenty five, and I just think that that team is going to be only way that that team's going to uh, to do well is is to uh, ex, you know excel on on defense. So like that would be my two pitches. But I'm okay with whoever you pick. All right. I, I mean I'm I'm okay with I'm okay with Brian Burns over Sauce Gardner to be honest I'm I'm gonna eat my fucking words if Sauce Gardner wins Defensive Player of the Year but I will just pitch this to you just based on the on the Vegas book if this makes any sense Mike is at plus six hundred nobody's got good odds obviously it's a tough call Mike is at plus six hundred he's the he's the favorite Miles Garrett is plus seven fifty TJ Watts plus eight fifty Bose is plus twelve hundred and then it's drop off after that Brian Burns is plus three thousand so. Because we're just getting a point, we're not getting like odds paid back. I I would be more inclined to go with either Miles, TJ, or Nick. But I I I'd like to just take Miles Garrett because I think I gave you a lot of the records. <laughs> I think I was I think I was pretty I, I think I capped out on the records. So let's There's just Miles Garrett just based speaker, on the odds. Speaker of the house stick right there. No, 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 no. Nothing like that. Smart. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. We need to stop talking about my dick. That's the second mention of my dick on this show. I mean, I know you guys got it on the brain, but like, come on. I'm, I'm only one man. Um. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Is that everyone? Is it everything? Um. It isn't. No. We have to call first coach fired. Um. I don't think I that guess. there's any sort of huge uh likelihood here. I think there's like three or four good candidates. But you guys go ahead first if if you're. Okay I got. I got one. We already brought him up on the show once, and that's Dennis Allen of the New Orleans Saints. Um. I, I think it was a surprise that he was even brought back this year, and I think it's very possible. I for all the teams that have some kind of expectation going into this year, 
I could see the Saints bottoming out so fast. You know, Derek Carr has already proven that he can be weak when it comes down to the points where, you know, it's make or break. You know, last year with the Oakland, when he got benched, it was a whole thing, or Vegas, I guess now. It was a whole thing. Um, and, and, and I just know he was already on the hot seat, and I could see them starting out, you know, 0-3, 0-4, and, and then all of a sudden it's the, the world's on fire in New Orleans, and Dennis Allen's going to be the guy to get the axe first. So that's my pitch. You know what's funny Allen. about that, though? Like, he... I love this answer at the Pro Bowl. I don't know if you guys saw that clip where Ryan I did Clark, see that. Yeah, Ryan Clark was asking him about it, and I, oh, he was he was throwing like sixty yards and on one of the little uh, you know games that were having, and you know he said something about staying hot, and he was just like, yeah, well, if I was that hot, you know, I, I still would have been in, in in Vegas, and I was like, oh, like he he he's a little tougher than I think people think mentally, but yeah, I mean, I see the Saints take they take that that team very seriously, the fans. So I, I could totally see them wanting their heads, uh, uh, Denzel's head, if, if that's the case. Um, a dark horse for me, I know we didn't do a dark horse, but a dark horse for me would actually be Rob Vassella and uh, the Jets. If, if, if it goes if it goes south quickly, could it, it Aaron happen? Rodgers has a history of getting fucking yeah. good coaches fired. Yeah, then so. I, I, yeah that go, if that goes south quickly, you know, we can definitely get that's that. That's a good that, call. That's a good call. That's yeah, um, Vassella's out of there. So, but like I said, but my partner said, we, we're going to go with what my partner said. Uh, we're going to go with Dennis Allen, but Dark Horse is definitely Rob Vassella. Um, so who are you guys picking? Dennis Allen. Yeah, Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen. Okay. Um, lock that in. Uh, Mike, you said Bulls to me, which I think is a pretty decent call considering it's the guy who presided over Tom Brady's worst ever <laughs> career NFL season. His only losing season. His only losing season ever. I, I think that uh, I think that constitutes um, some fire under his ass coming into this next season. He's not in a great position. He no longer has Tom Brady. So that's well, to, not not that, you know, I'm here to talk you out of anything. But like if they didn't fire Bowles after last year coming into this year, why would they do it at this point? Yeah. Well, I, I well, mean, I guess I, I can what see would that. be the advantage of that is is my actual. They needed a they needed well, a scapegoat coming into the season, though. Like they that's, need... that's true. I mean, yeah, good point. You know, they, yeah, they, they can also say that, that that the reason that that team was so bad last year is because of uh, of injuries. And uh, what, but I think what what became most apparent to me throughout that year was that there there just wasn't any discipline, and that was I mean that happened a lot under Aaron. That seemed to be what was frustrating. What was frustrating Brady the most is that like they weren't the doing things that he yeah, wanted to do right, which is so, like what the Patriots prided themselves on was like do your job, hit your route, like all that shit, and it's like it just didn't look like that last year at all. So if the discipline is still as bad as it was last year, and we predicted them to win like five games this year, I I think it's going to be one of those situations where they could start out like two and eight, right. and they they rattle up a couple of wins at, at late. So I, I, I and I also think that the NFL has a tendency to to fire African American coaches as fast and then they'll uh, then they'll fire. You don't say. Uh, yeah, then they'll fire. <laughs> Anybody else? It's not like so. there's any kind of record or track record to support that. Or yeah, like that. Yeah, what a bunch I know it's of hot fucking take, assholes. But... I wish I wasn't addicted to their drug. Um. So yeah, uh, that's a that's a really good call. I'm happy to go with that. I'm gonna throw a couple of other names out at you just so we talked about it. Um, my first coach fired would if I were up to me and I was in charge of firing any coach in the first like six weeks would be Josh McDaniels. I'd fire him today and try and get a new coach in there to um you know coach only because he's like. Yeah, but- He's a myth. Which, like his ability to coach a football team is a myth. But go ahead. 
if we think Jimmy G is going to be healthy for let's just say nine games in, the, in their first nine, they're probably going to be like seven and two. Yeah, but this is so, here's the thing. This is like the thing that Patriots fans have have been like talking themselves into for the last decade is like the Jimmy G Josh McDaniels connection and like what it's going to look like. But the fact of the matter is they have one of the best deep threats in the NFL um, on their team and the guy with the worst deep ball uh, at starting quarterback on their team at the same time. So. I, I just don't, I, you know, you can be Josh McDaniels and you can be this offensive guru that you've like claimed to be over the years. Um, I don't see it. I've never seen it. I don't understand it. Um, I, I think he makes and as As a play caller, he's fine. It's the head coach. He's, he's terrible. But as a play caller, he's fine. As the a play head- caller, I guess he's fine. I mean, I think I've seen him make, I, I've seen him do that thing where he thinks that he, his mega mind is the thing that like is going to solve every problem that comes up. And I think that he yeah. overthinks situations. And I think that when you're the head coach, that's a little bit more apparent. Right. And and that and the holes in the ship become like a little bit easier to see. I think that there was things about his play calling that that and this is just my opinion. You've watched a lot more Patriots games than I have, a lot more closely than I have. But I think that there's things about his play calling that are, are boggled my fucking mind over the years. To be honest with you, but yeah, I mean, day to day play calling is okay. This this myth of like Jimmy G and 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 Josh McDaniels and the like the check down fucking white guy offense that like they were always trying to run over the last 10 years like I I don't I don't see it um but maybe uh but yeah I still think probably Todd Bowles more likely just because like the NFL's racist as fuck um Ron Rivera is in a hot seat who I think is actually a really good coach and I I really like him I'm a little biased because he was in in my organization for a long time and he was really good but he's definitely in a hot seat. Stefanski and the Browns, pretty good. They're not gonna. They're not gonna blame. They're not gonna blame their 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 new franchise quarterback before they blame their coach if things start going wrong. But I actually kind of think the Browns are gonna be a little bit better than than everyone thinks. I think that they have like a little bit more of an offense than people are uh, letting on. I think they have a really great edge rusher, which we just talked about, and I think they're gonna be okay. So I wouldn't say that. But since we've talked about it, um, I could really see Mike McCarthy getting fired. <laughs> Kind of early <laughs> in the season, to be totally honest with you, I could really play fucking caller. see it. Um, all that fucking play calling talk, like, I'll the only hard pitch I'm gonna make to you, I'm happy to go with Bowles because I think that's probably correct. But I'll make a hard pitch of like, how funny would it be if McCarthy was the first coach fired and we were right? Like, how funny would that be? Like, we could just sacrifice that. Sold, sold, <laughs> right? Fuck it, McCarthy. I hate you guys. <laughs> Just like putting that point on the board. <laughs> so uh, that also also contradicts the fact that we think that they're going to go eleven and six. Yeah, well, that's what that's called a hedge, Mike. That's how you hedge. Whatever. That is how you betting, hedge. That's betting one hundred and one. That right is there. betting one hundred and one, my friend. Okay. Um, the last thing to do is to call the coin toss for the Thursday night game. Um, to kick off the regular season. Graciously, even though I have an always coin toss call. I'm going to defer to you guys. Call it heads or tails. Right. We know the call here, right? I, I always go heads. Oh, you do? Oh, oh no. That makes, that makes this so much better. Oh, no. Okay. All cut, right. to, cut to a 20 minute conversation about like, if you flip a coin 6,000 times, 51% of the time. Hang on. Hang on. I mean, but if, you, if you want to go tails, never fails, then cool. But I, I would go heads. No, we're going to do this right now. Hang on. This is great radio. You want me to do the Susan B. Anthony coin from from back We're in the going, day? I, I just did. I just did a Google coin toss simulator, and it came up tails. Two in a row. Tails, it is. 
Two in a row. It's never going to be heads. That's just how probability works. Okay, you guys have tails. We have heads. We will be watching out for that in the the start of the regular season. Don't forget to tune into Missing the Point over the course of the season to track all these records as they go terribly off the fucking rails, to watch Mike McCarthy be the first head coach fired, and to see how many points we get towards the end of the regular season so we can go into high-stakes final jeopardy. You know how miserable the power ranking shows are going to be if Mike McCarthy is the first coach fired? Do you know how terrible this season would have to go if he's the first coach fired? Yeah, miserable for you. We're going to have a great time. Fun for everyone. (laughs) Um, but listen, it's been really fun. Uh, this has been the AFC NFC record prediction show at Missing the Point. Please feel free to uh to track our numbers. Um, call us out on the socials for being dumb. Uh, follow the MVP race and and our predictions there. And definitely tune into the Power Ranking Show, which we will be bringing you every single week, uh, from the time that the NFL season kicks off until the playoffs. But for my teammate and uh, Justin Fields aficionado and and now new best friend, uh, Mike Marcangelo, <laughs> for uh, the other team, uh, whoever the fuck those guys are. No, Bob Kelly and uh, Ray Sean Buchanan, Hollywood Ray. Uh, for those gents, for us, Tails does never fail. And I'm disappointed we didn't get that. But this has been Missing the Point. Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your hosts for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour. Electric acid.